I was thinking about the light. I think you like to use my. I was thinking about starting it until, Go you right know. Ahead. <laughs> well, right ahead, Mr. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Accountability is light. Mm. That's what I should have Yeah. I'm done. Are you narrating this time? Not a chance. Proceed. <laughs> One of these times, I want somebody else to narrate. We're doing the B side. That's your break. I did that one time. See, mm -hmm. you, you can't say it never happened. Yeah, you got the A side. They got the B side. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> that was a plan, You said that day I you're not going. I caught it too. I'd like to point out how willingly Ronnie accepted the script. The remember? And yeah, no, I'm talking about when you weren't here. He didn't hear That's what I was talking about. Ronnie, he's, he's, I'd like to point out how willingly you accepted it being called the A side instead of the round table. I didn't. You didn't say a word when somebody said. I didn't hear you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say that. Bob said. I did. Selective hearing. He's no, giving up. He hurt. He's just giving he up. He's defeated. Yeah, he he hurt. Hurt. It's like hurting cats. <laughs> how can you not? How can you not hear me? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Bob can whisper in a song and you can hear him. You heard. <laughs> you heard what? That's I, the truth. You understand the words coming out of <laughs> my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> You heard that, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs>
me forgiving someone. It was me forgiving myself. And that's what really hit me the hardest. Because I was um, not a very good person pre-salvation. Like, at all. And I came in contact with someone that I had past relations with, <clears throat> relationship with, not platonic relationship with. Thank you, Mr. Clinton. Go ahead. <laughs> I did not. Have, oh, sorry. <laughs> and uh, I didn't treat them very good at all, like at all. And that's all I could think about, like during our conversation was they're being so nice and so civil and they should hate me. Like literally hate me, like spit in my face and just walk away. That would be the, probably the nicest thing they could have done. And it ate me up for days. And then it's you know, it's like how many other people have I hurt like that that has been civil to me where I can't even forgive myself because of the animal I was before. So forgiveness kept coming up in other ways and also w with you guys. So I was like, okay. Well, let's throw it out there and let's talk about it, because obviously we need to talk about it. So me, that's me, 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 me. Right, Bob? Take self out of the equation. Take self out of the equation. It's easier to say that than to do that. Absolutely is. And it sucks so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it does, because when you even when you even when you try to take self out of the equation. You put self first. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's like, I was having a conversation about it with someone and I was like, I know what I need to do and I know what I should do biblically, but I'm not ready to go there. Yet. <clears throat> like I want to have this pity party for a minute. And sometimes, I mean, it wasn't, necessarily a pity party like your stereotypical pity party where you know it's poor me poor me per se it was still a pity party but i thought a pity party was a pity party no matter what yeah <laughs> no exactly. matter how you slice it it's uh, still a pity party there was no tea at this pity party no gotcha <laughs> gotcha it was all wine wasn't it yeah <laughs> it was all wine and cheese yeah so that's where we're at well, so I know it's been fairly recent since you came to the, to this, that it hit you and everything else. How do you reconcile it? Have you reconciled it? Have I? Yeah. Probably not, to be honest, to be a hundred percent transparent. So have, have you tried to forgive yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think I gave it the old college try, you know, and I'm like, okay, no, I mean, fine. since, since kind of the reoccurrence if you will yeah yeah okay yeah um it's like the old college try and like yeah but you're and, and it always sounds like a cop-out 
right? Like you're not that person anymore. You know, mm-hmm. and you give yourself that old pep rally talk. And then it's like, yeah, I'm not, but it still doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> right. Like, right. The fact that you, you did it anyway. You yeah. did it and kind of, and you, you let it happen at right that point. Your mind. Right. <clears throat> no, but I think it is important to reconcile that and know the difference between who you were and who you are. Obviously we can regress and go back to that person. But I think everybody here has had that that happen to where you were kind of right on the cusp and you could feel it or you could see it or you could yes. tell by the way you responded to people or things that it was coming back to it to where you, you cut yourself off before it did. Whether it be just cut it off by yourself, like I know, Bob, you had talked about it openly recently um, on the podcast about it to where you felt that old man coming back and you cut him off and, you know, um, or if it was through others and things like that. And I think, because I, I know for me, I also have a very hard time with the the forgiveness of myself, you know, so, um, so I get that. So I just wondered how you handled it and if you had. No, it's like, like I, I've said before, the pressing past part, like, even though I don't think for that day, like I did, I, I, I don't want to do my devotionals. Everything stinks. You know, you feel bad, but I do. Right. And you just stay it. It's a quote unquote routine, but eventually that right devotional, when you need it, he puts that right devotional out there mm-hmm. and then the lights at the end of the tunnel. And then you start making that turn. Now, does it resonate and does it click every single day? No. Right. You know, I might have felt better on a Monday than I did on the Sunday, you know, or. But. That given day. The sh- the light, the light shine through the dark clouds and there we are again. Mm-hmm. Now. Will it rear its ugly head again? Maybe. Probably. Probably. Maybe not about <clears throat> that particular person or that particular thing, but I'm sure. It'll come in a different it, form. It'll come in a different way. It right. always does. I mean, anytime, anytime that guy sees an opportunity, mm-hmm. he's going to try to, he's going to try to sift his way in. Like, uh, I'm going to share this. I wasn't going to share it, but I am now, I guess. <laughs> The other day I was reading the Bible. I, I talked to Carl about it last night. I was, I was doing a devotional. And it was about the walls of Jericho, you know, say marching around the walls of Jericho. And the Lord said, march around seven times and yell and the walls will fall down. And then after that happened, they went in, <clears throat> took out all the people, you know, and then they plundered all the goods that, that you know, they picked up good for three days and, I'm 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 really ashamed of it. I know God's forgiven me for it because He actually gave me revelations on it. But I'm like, man, what a mean God we got. You know, I I had that in my heart for like probably 45 seconds to a minute, you know. And then I got to thinking and and got to praying and and I asked him for forgiveness, you know, because that was wrong of me. I shouldn't have never 
never done that. But, and I, I think I'm still, I still don't, I can't, I can't forgive myself for it. Mm-hmm. That I'm, I'm struggling with that because I've done that. I've, I've never done that. I've never questioned God like that as far as, you know, him being mean like that because everything he does for us, he does for the people he loves. He does for the people who obey his commandments because he tells us clearly, you're my children if you do what I command you. Jesus says, you are my friend if you do what I command you. And that's all they're asking is for us to do what they command us to do. And we should because, for one thing, God's the creator. Jesus is his son. He's the king. You know, he's he's the son's king. Or he's the king's son, basically. But they're both one. But, you know, all we got to do is is follow them. And, and what he was doing was he was blessing the people that he loved. Because the other people that he took out was not. They were... They were against him totally you know they they were never gonna love him never gonna love him and but for that split 45 seconds i'm like wow it just hit me like a ton of bricks you know my continents dropped and i'm like why would god do something like that you know why why would he kill other people to give to his own you know to give to to the israelite people but he gave me the revelation on it because, like I said, I prayed about it and I asked for forgiveness from him. I just, I, just, I got to work through. I know he's forgave me for it, but I got to work through and try to get myself past that. Mm. I got to push past, Ronnie. Yeah, you and, know, and and, and that's the and thing. it's hard like, to do because you know, like I said, the other guy keeps putting different thoughts in your head. You know, it's like ah. ah. You meant to thank it, you know. You meant to question God. Mm-hmm. You meant to be like that towards God. Now nah, He's not going to love you because of that. I call bullcrap because <laughs> He does love me. I would have right. said it the other way. Back, like, yeah. Little kid did, but I don't think that's my property. Ron would have said it. Ron would have said it. Poor Ron said I was doing nothing. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is, is like Ronnie said, we got to push past all that self doubt. We got to push past all of self to get to where we need to be. We just got to focus on God and focus on what he's got for us. Not what, not what the world's offering us and not what the world's telling us, you know, because the world's just going to keep us beat down. They're going to keep us stuck in the mud. They want to keep you weighted down. Like, like putting concrete shoes on you, throwing you in the ocean. Yeah. You know? And like when you, finally put that armor of God on, you can use that, my past, right? Because this is the one beauty that I got out of it, Mike, was that, and I'm not saying this lightly, and I'm definitely not saying this to brag, but like, if he can use me, then everybody else is cakewalk. Right, like you can come back, you can come to him, because I did some bad, bad things. But if he can use me, then I can talk to people and go out and use that as my weapon for war, if you will. 
Right. My testimony can be that and tell people that you're not that far gone. The thing is, is you can think you're so far gone. You can think that you are so bad that God will not forgive you, but you are dead wrong. Right. That, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Because like Carl says, all you got to do is turn around and make the one step because God's already taken the 99. Yep. All you got to do is turn around and take one <clears> step back to him. All it takes is a 180 degree flip and you're right there and he's, you're right there in front of him. When I sent out the group text about this topic, somebody responded really quickly, hmm. said that they weren't going to come tonight. Do you like weren't, to- weren't there two of them that did that, but not as quickly as the other? <clears throat> okay. One was like split. I mean, yeah, it was instant. Instantly. Yeah. Do you know who that is? I don't know. Ask me. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's snitches. Somebody got told that last night. Yeah, he did. <laughs> we need forgiveness so bad. Uh, yeah, so I know. Bad. <laughs> Good thing we're talking about this. <laughs> See, guys, we're broke. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Um, and me. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so, so let's preface with. <laughs> We had a sermon yesterday about forgiveness. Um, I know this was already on your heart, so I'm not saying, you know, copyrighted the or deal anything. Of right. yeah, about. It was, it, and I didn't it, even get to listen to the whole sermon, to yeah. be fair. So. Yeah. But, uh, like, I was sitting there and I was thinking, and I could, and I, I hate to say this, but, like, I could see other people in the sermon you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they were sitting there at church. Like I think I even looked over at one guy. He oblivious to it, but you know, you know, I was like, yeah, I think I could see that in him. <laughs> yeah. That's all you're looking at me. No, no, but uh, it, it, like I said, I hate to say that, but, you know, but um, but at the same time, I was like, man, yeah, is there is there somebody that that honestly I'm trying to search my heart and that I haven't, you know, forgiven or need to seek forgiveness for and anything like that. Um, but I think he was prepping my heart because then we got some news last night that was, or yesterday, I should say after church, that was pretty devastating. Um, and it, uh, it, it rocked me. Um, it, it rocked my family. Um, and, it, uh, I'm still dealing with it, you know, and I don't know how to deal with it, but like you talked about earlier, Ronnie, I know I'm not, I'm not in a place to talk about it. I wasn't in a place to respond to the group text that I got because I couldn't be fake and I couldn't lie mm-hmm. about it. So I, I didn't, um, but, uh, but it, so it's definitely something that's right on my porch, right? You know, yeah. you gotta and I gotta figure out how to how to do it because you know, Uh-oh, quarter in the cup. You know, it's one of those that sometimes you hear sermons and you're like, you know what, I'm okay with this. I'm all right. I'm good here. I'm good here or whatever. Um, and then there's that karate chop, and mine just came after church, and so it. Uh, it's a, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. Just not, uh, yeah, you know. I, well, A, 
you listen to sermons and you're okay because like I've never yet heard a sermon in the past four and a half, five years. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm good on that one. <laughs> nope. It's like continual Bruce Lee karate chops <laughs> thrown in, mixed in with some Jean-Claude Van Dams every once in a while. Yeah, you think you think you're good until you get out of church and you start pondering the sermon. Right. Yeah. Because that's when that's when something's gonna hit you and be like, oh, are you really good with right, it? Right, right. Yeah. And honestly, like before that, like when I was thinking about this topic for everybody in the room, like I was thinking about Coffee Mike and Ron, like Carl and Bob, you, Mike, like forgiveness wise, like yours was more about like your past, mm -hmm. like when you were growing up type yeah. stuff, not so much of what was outside the door, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. You yep. know, I just had a recent episode of where I had to forgive because I perceived to understand what somebody was going through, several someones, and I felt extremely alienated. It was very mad for no good reason. And it, it really shook my world until somebody very wise stopped by my house and gave me something to think about. And I don't want to put a name to that because it just blows head up. But um, forgiveness is very, very difficult. Because mm -hmm. you really never know the way someone reacts towards you and then you react back to them. You don't really know what's going on inside that person's head or their life or their circumstances. What you think is okay may be a major problem for them. Mm -hmm. And they're acting a certain way because... They have no other way to act for whatever reason, their circumstances, whatever it might be. So you've got you've got to get past that little voice in your head that says they just don't care about you or they don't care about the situation. What, what can I do to get them to come around the way I'm thinking or what I'm doing? I pulled a bob. Did you see that, Carly? I saw Mike. it. I saw it. I saw it immediately. <laughs> Mike hit the mic. Mike hit the Mike mic. Hit the mic. <laughs> so... Yeah, for, forgiveness is tough. I don't care if it's for yourself. Sometimes I think it's tougher for yourself. But forgive somebody else because you don't really know what's going on. We say we're doing life together, but there's, we all have our little hidden corners mm -hmm. of things that we keep to ourselves because it may be too embarrassing to bring it up mm -hmm. or to talk about. Or you don't, wanna, you don't want people to think a certain way about you. So you hold back on that, and that can impede your ability to forgive yourself or others. Right. Did I just talk in a circle? No. I almost no. felt like I was on a political campaign there for a, minute. Yeah. a lot of words and said nothing. <laughs> you might get voted in. Yeah. I hope not. I I, again, I don't want to be the leader. <laughs> well, and I think there's a part of that too, Mike, that is when you forgive, is that forgetting too? Yeah. And he, you know, I mean, because you'll never forget. Uh, yeah. But you can't have a scorecard. I was very guilty of that for a long time, yeah. man. I kept a scorecard because at my core, I'm an extremely loyal person. I really am, believe it or not, guys. <laughs> um, if somebody asks me to do something that's within my power, I'm going to do it for them. Regardless of what it does to me, if I can do it, I'm going to do it. But unfortunately, my scorecard, Mike's talking about, it's right up here at the top of my head going, okay, I did this. 
And the one thing, you know, if you need something one time and they say, I can't, can't help you. Well, there's a check. I'm guilty of that. And that's, that needs, needs, you can't do that. That will definitely impede your ability to forgive. Well, that's not forgiveness. Just no. point blank. The the implication of forgive and forget where where God says that he casts our sins into the sea, what it's implying is that he will never hold it against us. Right. That's what he's implying. And to truly forgive, that means that you never hold hold what they did or what you perceive they did against them to exactly. their account. That's he'll, the he'll never he'll never bring it back up. Mm-hmm. The one don't the reason the reason that most of the time you can't forgive is because you keep fishing in that posted sign that says no fishing and you keep pulling that pass back up. Mm-hmm. You keep dragging it back out of that water. Keep going to the same keep dock going over, to the same, and over Same dock. The thing is, is most of the time when we when we go to the cross and we're kneeled down and we give it all to the cross, give it to God at the cross, when we get up, we take half of it back with us. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you can't, you cannot in no shape, no way be able to forgive when you got a heart full of contempt and hate. All forgiven all all not forgiving somebody does, it, it it it's a fester like a cancer. It just grows and it continues to grow. You know, it Jesus talks about that bitter root for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. You know, he says if you let that bitter root fester inside you, it's just gonna grow and it's gonna grow and it's gonna grow. And guess who it's hurting? Me. You. It's not hurting anybody else. It's not hurting the ones that you're not forgiving. They don't know about it. Because they have no idea about it. But, man, it sure is eating you up inside. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's that's another reason why we can't forgive ourselves is because <clears throat> most of the time we're not forgiving other people for something they've done to us or something we thought they've done to us. Exactly. Perception again. Honestly, I think in a lot of cases, maybe even the majority of cases, unforgiveness toward others originates with unforgiveness for ourselves. When we when we can't truly receive and believe the forgiveness God has for us, it poisons your soul, mm-hmm. and and it, it results in 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 pouring out behavior on those around you. you. You project the way you feel about yourself. You tend to project on others. The ones that are usually closest to you. Mm-hmm. Very often, I think that's why I think it's really important that the conversation turns toward forgiving yourself, because not only is that very difficult, maybe the most difficult thing, it's also paramount. If, if you want to be able to live a forgiving life toward others, you've got to find that you've got to get to a place where you forgive yourself. And I think key in that is recognizing the progress that God is making in your life. Correct. If you back up a couple of verses in Colossians where we read, it says in verse 10, you are being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your creator. It's an ongoing process of what that implies without digging too deep, being renewed daily. It's not a once and done. You know, the new birth isn't, oh, I was born again three years ago. Now everything's good. You know what I mean? I'm walking this perfect life, you know, on, on, ongoing. It's it's an ongoing progressive sanctification. It's a work but, in progress. It's a work in progress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the renewing you're talking about being renewed daily, though, is when you get home or wherever, before you go to sleep at night, you get on your knees and you confess that, hey, God, I sinned today, and I need you to take it all away. Because tomorrow you're gonna you're gonna have more sin in your life. You're gonna have new you're sin in your life. Up again. Mm-hmm. You, you ain't kidding. 
as soon as you open them eyes, you already screwed up. Mm. I mean, it just, it, it is what it is, you know. But, but knowing when you say that, knowing that he will. Knowing yeah. that he will. You know what I mean? Receiving Correct. that. Correct. That's, yes. that, that's not to say that if you don't, if you don't truly in your heart believe he's forgiven you, you're not saved. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is not truly receiving that in your heart will continue to poison you. And he loves you enough that he wants to free you from that chain of bondage. Well, that's where, that's where you, you, you're at the cross and you're putting everything at the cross. But when you get back up, that's when you take it back with you. Like, I'll just take mm-hmm. this and this and this, and I'll handle this because you don't need to mess with that, God. Yeah. And, and it also depends on when you wake up daily and you either set it on a cruise control or you strive to be that better person. Right. Mm-hmm. Either way, you're still going to screw up. Guess what? Right. It like, all comes down to a choice. Yeah. You either mm-hmm. choose to be good, choose to try to follow him, choose to... Choose to give forgiveness. You got to choose that. There, there's no. Well, it'll just come natural because it never comes natural. Our, our natural, our natural is all sin. Every yeah. bit of. That reminds me. I've been listening to a lot of music lately because I'm kind of in a rough spot. <clears throat> One of the songs I've been listening to is by Nikki Gracious. This I pray. If you guys ever have an opportunity to listen to that, I know Bobby, it's not your type of music, but. If you get an opportunity to listen to it, listen to the words of that song. It's powerful. It's super powerful. It's really been ministering to me a great deal. And uh, <clears throat> it's quite a quite a song. It could be the anthem of my life, to be truthful. We'll actually pray that as our, as our outro song when we end the episode. Can I tell a story? Just, just in, in One connection. quick question. Go ahead. Is it a soccer story? No. Okay. I, I have a sidebar question for you going to your, before we leave Mike's. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. I'm not so hurt. when you're in a, your rough spot, right? Mm-hmm. Like I went through my devotionals, right? And you're going through my spiritual thing. music, right? Yes. So is it the actual melody, the chimes, the drums, the whatever, or are you diving into lyrics? I'm diving into lyrics because as you know, do, do I look at the type of guy that likes that kind of music? No, I, I mean, I, I, I don't. I, I just meant a blanket statement music, yeah. right? Like, because me, a, I'm a lyrical guy. That's what I'm like, doing, too. It's lyrics. I mean, he says some powerful things in there that just blow your mind if you stop long enough to listen to the words. Right. Of this, I pray. I mean, it, it's incredible. Because that could be an option for somebody that's listening to you. Yes, definitely. Right? Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the beat will draw, draw somebody in, okay? Because it's got a beat I like. You can dance to it, I guess. And it doesn't have to be... <laughs> Christian worship music, either, right? Like, no, because there's go, a there's a song to, there's a song out there that that's sang by fast, Faster Pussycats. It's called House of Pain. If you get a chance to listen to that song, listen to it and really listen to the words. I mean, I don't know if I want to Google that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to Google that, Bob. No, Can you send kidding. that to me. <laughs> Let me borrow your phone, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there on my phone. You can go to YouTube. Sorry, sorry for that. A bunch of filthy minds. So now that we're done with our side. Yeah, sorry, Carl. Oh, I was just trying to. No, 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 you're good. Um, I, something, I wasn't going to talk about anything that happened in Philadelphia on, on this episode. I really came into this one not really knowing what I was going to talk about at all, to be honest. But something did happen that I think really highlights how important it is to forgive, but also how compassionate he is toward us in getting us to that place. That he's not standing over us angrily. Um, chastising us because we're not to that that place yet, how he coaxes us there. And obviously, you know, I'm there in Philadelphia. The whole point is for me to minister to others, right? 
Like I'm, I'm there for, for drug addicts or drug dealers or the homeless or whoever needs to, to see his light shine. My focus was 100% on other people when I went there. Saturday, I won't give the whole story of how this, this all happened, but this guy randomly walks up with a Jesus shirt on while we're on the street ministering. The only reason he was there is because he happened to have a barbershop appointment that just happened to line up to when we were standing on the sidewalk that just day. Happened. Mm-hmm. Just happened. Yeah. And also, five minutes after I shared with another guy we're ministering there with that I felt like the Spirit was telling me I was going to make connections there in Philadelphia for, for making this a more ongoing ministry moving forward. Five minutes later, this guy in another ministry walks up. Five minutes after I said that, it was incredible. I took note of the guy immediately because of what his shirt said. It was literally something that I had just shared with a woman on the street there. And I pointed that out. I'm like, dude, I literally just said that to somebody. And he came up and he's like, he was so excited to meet us. And he was sharing his story. Incredible guy. Honestly, he's the most obviously anointed person I think I've ever encountered in my entire life. No joke. Um, he, he comes right up. And the first thing he does is he prays with us, prays over us. And the two scripture verses that he mentioned in his prayer were the two scripture verses that have been on my heart and our heart for, for the ministry since we got there the day before. The two specifically are the two he, he mentions in his prayer right off the bat. And Will and I, the, you know, the guy I'm there with, look at each other like, are you serious right now? Then this guy shares his story about how just three years before he'd been on the street, homeless, strung out, and completely godless. He was not a believer. And he shared that he went to prison and he was getting ready to accept Islam and then had a vision or he had a dream vision. And he was, it's his story to share, but just to give kind of context, he was in this desert and it was hot and he looked at his hands and he was burning away. Like from his fingertips, they started burning away and dissolving. And he said, somebody was there and asked him, who is Jesus to you? And when he acknowledged he's my savior, then he looked at his hands and they became whole again. And when he woke up, he gave his life to Jesus and has been a follower ever since. It's an incredible mm. story. And you could just feel it. when he's telling this story, it's one of those where you can just feel it while he's telling it. Well, anyway, the past couple, the, the past couple of days at that point, I'd been really fighting these, these thoughts, these random, vile, evil thoughts that kept coming into my head. This is what the enemy was doing to me and, and things from my past life. And I was, I was beating myself up so much over it. Like, how could a regenerated believer be thinking stuff like this? Like, how could something like that be coming into my head? This is horrible. Like, I hated myself for it. And I'm like, how can I be out here sharing the gospel with others when these are the random thoughts popping into my brain? It's awful. This guy's talking. There's a group of us, and he's talking to somebody else. I'm just sort of standing off to the side. And you can tell something hitting right in the middle of the conversation. He literally cuts the conversation in right in the middle and turns to me. I can't convey this on audio, but he looks at me real intently and goes, he's like pointing at me. His eyes get real intent, or intense, and he goes, you, Spirit's telling me to tell you, don't be so hard on yourself. These random thoughts coming into your mind, don't let them get the better of you. Don't be so hard on yourself. Mm. I was stunned. Like, mm. when the Spirit talks to you through somebody, you can feel it. Like, this wave of emotion hit, and I just broke down crying right there on the sidewalk. I'm out there trying to minister to others and deliver, bring deliverance to others, and I'm being delivered. Mm-hmm. Right, in the middle, right in the middle of Kensington. Well, fast forward a couple of days and I'm on the long two day car ride home <laughs> and I had nothing to do but think. And I think that, you know, up to, I think I, I, that was the point where everything just sort of like became real and I had time to sort of process and decompress and it, 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 it became a reality. And I, I was thinking about the difference between that trip to Philadelphia and the trip I'd taken two years ago. 
And the, the thing specifically that came into my mind is I'm like, you know, I didn't feel the heaviness when I went there this time. I remember the first time you get within a couple blocks and I literally felt this spiritual dark heaviness descend on me. This time I didn't feel that. Like I, like I could sense there were d- demonic presences around in that area, but I didn't feel that heaviness. And I felt him or breathe into my spirit so clearly because you're not at the same place now that you were then. Yeah. I'm not joking. After I'm thinking about this and I'm processing this, I stopped at a rest stop. I had my phone Bluetooth connected. It's it's a newer Ford. Sorry, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> so I had my Spotify, my GPS on on the screen, right? This this in the vehicle. The entire time I had made this trip, I'm in the vehicle for hours and hours and hours, multiple days. Every single time I stopped the vehicle and then restarted it, it would automatically reconnect my Spotify and start the song where I left off. At no point when I rented this vehicle did I ever listen to the radio. Never. Never did I listen to the radio. I'm on the other side of St. Louis. I get back into the car and start the car up after stopping at this rest stop after he hit me with that realization. And it paused my Spotify by itself, switched over to the radio, switched to bot radio just in time to hear a sermon on sanctification being his way of making progress in your life to get you from where you were to where he wants you. I'm Mm -hmm. not joking. Like those are the steps that he'll take to mercifully and compassionately get you to realize he's making progress with you. You're not a failure. Just because you fail doesn't mean you're a failure. He loves you and his desires for you, and you have to receive that. Even in the midst of your failures, you've got to receive that he is a loving, gracious father that just wants you to receive his love and accept that he's working on you and renewing you daily because he loves you. And there's nothing, like Cole said yesterday, there is nothing that's going to separate you from that if you're just willing to love him back. That's what he's asking. Step one, that one step you talked about, willing to love him. If you're willing to do that, he's going to do incredible things in your life. I guarantee it. Not the same things he's doing in my life, not the same things he's doing in Cole's life, but he's going to take your life, your individual life, and the circumstances he's putting you to, and he's going to do incredible things in your life. If you're just willing to receive that love and accept that he's making progress with you, but you have to forgive yourself for the failures. You've got to forgive yourself for the mistakes because he has. And when he says he forgives, he means it. But if we keep letting that unforgiveness poison our soul, it's, it's going to affect how he can use you. He's got to address that poisoning before he can use you in the way that you probably want to be used by him. He's got, he's got to cure you with that poison first because that will poison the people around you too. That's why he has to address it. It's not because he doesn't love you. It's because he's protecting you and the people around you. He's got to get you to a place where you're, you're healed so that you're not bleeding on the people that you come in contact with. Does that kind of make sense? Mm-hmm. A lot of sense. Silent Ron, you've been awful. Silent? Silent. He's trying to live up to his name, guys. Yeah. Um, we've done this before, the forgiveness thing. Yesterday, church was hard. I ended up sitting down, down front, and I ended up having to Ask God for forgiveness. I've heard you all talk about forgiving yourself. I've never really looked at it as forgiving myself. I, uh, I've i always had to work on I don't, 
asking for the forgiveness from others. That's that's where I struggle is going up and apologizing, asking for the forgiveness, making sure, you know, I don't really worry about, I don't really worry about myself as much as I do everybody else, making sure that, you know, I'm not doing them wrong. And if I have, tell me how I can make it right. Tell me how I can get your forgiveness. And then it hit me yesterday at, at church that I don't ask for my personal forgiveness. And uh, because I, I don't know how to explain it really. I, I want to say I don't really care too much about my forgiveness. You know, for me, the only one I want forgiveness from is God. So if somebody doesn't like me, I get it. If, if I say something wrong, but that's not true either. Because I'm constantly always trying to make sure I'm not the person somebody hates because of something I said. So I'm always wanting to make sure I can, I guess, get the forgiveness and apologize and stuff like that. But I've never really focused on myself until it hit me yesterday. And I couldn't stop down front just asking him for forgiveness. And it was really hard on me because if I can't forgive myself, I just couldn't see how he could forgive me. You know, and you all sat here and said that he will always forgive you. And I sit here and think about my life and how I just keep doing some of the stupid things over and over again and wonder, I mean, One's enough, enough. You know, like if somebody is doing you wrong or something and you just keep taking it, when do you finally say, well, enough's enough? I'm not going to allow that to happen no more. Well, I sit here and I think, well, wouldn't God be the same kind of person? Right. You know. Like when Peter asked Jesus, how many times? Yeah. I forget my brother. Yeah. So, I mean, yesterday hit me hard. And forgiveness is hard. I, I mean, I try to, I say forgiveness is hard. And it used to be real hard for me because I didn't want to do it. And like I said, we've had this episode a couple times. Mm-hmm. And that one night, I didn't forgive that person for 25 years until that night. Right. You know, but now I, uh, I forgive, but yeah, it's the part where I need the forgiveness from others that I that I strive to get. I I really don't focus on myself no more. Spoken and, like a true servant. Yep, <laughs> and that's, I mean, always putting everybody mm-hmm. in yourself. But it, like I said, it hit me. <sighs> Sorry. He does put everybody for, for himself. <clears throat> it hit me yesterday pretty hard. And uh, all I could do is just sit there and beg for his forgiveness and hopefully, and hope that I get it. You know, and I know people will say, well, he will give it to you. 
but the same token, I need that verification kind of thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's going to be in my head that, yeah, okay. They say he forgives you. Okay. Well, let me feel something, you know, give me that verification so that I know, you know, I truly believe that that's, that's the point to where there's some things you need to reach in your heart and forgive yourself for. Because I think that that's what you're holding on to and you don't realize it. There's things in there that because you do and because you serve and because you're so willing to forgive anybody who does anything against you, that there's something there that you're holding on to that you don't realize. And I think that that's the feeling that you're looking for. I also think, and maybe it's related to that, that you, you, you mentioned a lot about how other other people feel, and and you didn't you didn't really realize that you you cared what other people think, but you do. And I, I think that's something that we don't talk a lot about, just in in Christianity in general, is the delicate balance of compassion, because you don't want to get to a place where you don't care about people because that, that leads to, you know, callousness and a lack of love. But at the same time, compassion means you feel. And when people, you can forgive somebody and still be hurt by their behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, forgiving someone doesn't mean that their behavior toward you doesn't hurt. Yeah. And, and when you care, when you have compassion, when they don't reciprocate that compassion or that love, it hurts. And if if we have too much of it without without the ability to balance, to let him fill our cup back up, man, that can because I know that can be so emotionally destructive, and we don't even realize. A lot of times we don't show it on the outside, but on the inside, you're just cut to pieces. When you reach out to somebody and say, "Hey, I love you, man," get nothing back. You know what I mean? And and even if they didn't mean to do it, if it's if it's something that's just been building and building and building and building, a little thing like that can just slice you to shreds inside. Absolutely slice you to shreds. I, I don't have a good answer for how to, how to solve it because honestly, I still deal with it. I, I struggle really hard with that. I'm gonna be honest, I've been struggling with that for the past couple of days. Feeling, feeling like throw, not with you guys, but with, with some just feeling like throwaway goods. And it, I, I forgive them, but it still hurts. <laughs> it hurts bad. Mm-hmm. And I really, I don't know if I've gotten to a place where I know exactly how to reconcile that or how to deal with it other than just taking some time just with, with my father and I and just, just trying to spend some quiet time with him. That was one lesson that he taught me on this trip, and I won't get into it this time. Um, I'll tell that story on another episode, but he, he taught me very clearly that it's very important to take quiet time with him and, and not just once every couple of years routinely. I know you do that. I'm not saying you don't, but I don't know any other way to solve it other than not caring anymore, which is not a good answer. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Because you're regenerating. Except for myself. You know, I should stop. Yeah, but you I can't can... really do, you can't do that on yourself either. He says, love, love your neighbor as you love yourself for a reason, because eventually the way you treat yourself, you will start treating other people without realizing it. But see, that's the thing. I treat other people... Better nature yourself. Very much so. And that's what I, when I said earlier, I really don't care if they forgive me as much as I need to forgive or whatever. I don't need that 
so-called validation. Yeah. But at the same time, I guess every now and again is okay, but I don't need it like constantly. If that makes sense. Right. I mean, you don't need it in a boastful manner. You don't need a attaboy all the time and you don't need those kind of things, but you still need, you know, you need some self-assurance. We weren't just, designed to love we were designed to be loved absolutely that's another thing that we don't talk nearly enough about in the churches we don't we talk all about how much we should be loving others and we talk very little about the fact that he he very clearly in scripture created us to receive love Mm -hmm. and when you don't feel it it does have an impact we can pretend it doesn't all we all we want but it does impact you it impacts you massively i agree wholeheartedly with you carl something i'm struggling with right now now, that's why when somebody, like you all said earlier, or Mike, or somebody said something about when, I think it was you, Mike, you said something about, I'll go help somebody, but then when I need help, I can't get it, and it gets me a little irritated or whatever, you know. I've dealt with that all my life. You know, and I may get a little heated at the moment, but then when I step back and sit and think about it, I have to forgive. Well, Ron, because if I don't, it eats me up. Mm-hmm. Ron, I've known you for years, before you were saved and after. And I can tell you, the growth that I've seen in you is exponential. Um, it's incredible. You use words. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I was going to say, how about you use words? Large. I was going to say something, and I was like, no, 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 not, right, not the right time. No, and then you I'll said, say something. Use words I can understand. <laughs> Let's dumb it down a little bit. <laughs> sorry, sorry for not recovering. Um, no, Ron, you've grown. I mean, it, it's amazing to see and watch. I've seen the growth myself personally. You and I had a bit of a tiff, and you were so upset that you called two of our brothers in and came to my house. And not only that, you stopped me on the street, and you wanted to apologize for it right there, right then. The Ron I knew before he was saved, not going to happen. You need to pat yourself on the back for that, brother. No, because the good Lord has worked on you. Can't do that. But acknowledge the progress then. Right. That's all I'm you trying need to, to say. Do that. Yeah. You have to do that. <clears throat> acknowledge the progress. Carl's right. And one way you can forgive yourself is stop getting the same haircut. I mean, I think that'll help. <laughs> That's he all just I'm saying. He just couldn't leave it with a couple. No, I can't get all no. this stuff. It's a sandwich, right? Yeah. Thank you, Ronnie. Yes. Right? I the good, the bad, and the good. Yeah. He'll expect too much if he doesn't leave yeah, it with yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't want to show him all my love. I want to right, right. space haircut. it out. He's space you gotta space it out. Yeah. I forgive you. <laughs> there you go. Progress. Progress. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Final thoughts before we pull the needle completely off the record. Bob? Final thoughts. Final thoughts. He's been over there working up a pearl line. I know. Lines. No, no pearls. That's what you say every time. <laughs> it's either that or he's catching <laughs> a Damn, there's yeah. a pearl. That I might be doing. That's he's a I'm tired. <laughs> no, just. Just remember, when you think you failed, when you think you've been unforgiven, just remember that God never fails, and he always forgives. A pearl. Yes. Whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Truth. (laughs) Schmike. Forgiveness is a hard one. 
forgiving ourselves, forgiving others. Um, you have to, obviously. I mean, there's no, there's no getting around it because how many times did, does he forgive us? You know, we have to remember it never stops. You know, they, depending on your version of the Bible you read, it says seven times 70, 70 times 700, but we've all learned it's exponential. It's continues on. It's a continuation to where it's a number you can't even fathom. So it's forever, you know, and we've talked to about all you have to do is turn back around and accept that love. And it's, we're, we're called to love our neighbor as ourselves. And you can't do that if you can't love yourself. I have something to say. Why? Why does Mike get to use exponential? I used it five minutes ago. Well, because you already and explained you, you guys, it. So, you guys learned like I was speaking so, Greek over yeah. there. I mean, that's Carl's job, <laughs> not mine. Well, we had like the the uh, subtitle to say this is what it means. I had no idea what it meant. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm saying. We already had it now, so you can be used again. He said it organically. So did I. What do you think? I don't have a note card over here. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> What's your final thought? Well, you really want it right now? <laughs> yes, yes. give it to me. <laughs> well, my final thought is that as everyone was speaking, was one on looking inward. Because Carl made a lot of sense. How can you forgive and receive if you haven't forgiven yourself? So, self contemplation, I think, plays a part in that, not to the point where it disables you. But trying to understand why you're behaving the way you behave. You know, Carl said, if, if something's going on, you usually pour it out on some people closest to you. That's kind of where I've been lately. It was just kind of like a light bulb went off when he said that in my head. So I kind of know what I need to be praying and leaving it at the cross, like Bob said. I think, I think that's, it was a good, good, good episode for me. I hope it. You know, uh, helps others that hear it. And that's my final thought, Ronnie. Back to you. <laughs> Silent Ron? I'm, I'm just going to say something I, I, I just read because I looked it up because I didn't really know what to say on a final thought, but I was reading it and forgiveness does not change the past, but it does in enlarge the future. I like that. I like that too. I also like the fact that you put on Bob's glasses because there was a time when I was wearing glasses years ago. So does that mean that he said he you're, you're, need, you're smart silent round now? No. But he said he didn't need glasses because he wasn't old. Oh. Oh. Just bringing it up, Ron, you know, for talk. It just hit me here in the last month. <laughs> or is it or is it gonna be me? That you're old? Sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm having a little trouble. Getting old. Stuff close up. You know, you know the good thing about that, Ron? They have Not these doctors thing. called eye doctors. You go in there and you stare at some letters and no. you walk out with a pair of these. You, you, I don't need them. You want to you know the bad thing? <laughs> I got readers. It, I'm good. It only gets worse. It does it quick. Once it starts <laughs> out, better. it's all over with. <laughs> Carl, final thought. We have to be willing to receive what Jesus is offering and reciprocate that to those around us. Um, I read a story once, and I may have shared this in the podcast before, but that's okay. I'll share it again. Is it the turtle story? No, people Shoot. people have probably <laughs> forgotten about it, so it's good. Uh, I don't remember the names, but it was a it was a British POW from World War II, 
and they'd been captured by the Japanese and they were brutal. The Japanese were notoriously brutal to their prisoners. It's horrible. A lot of those guys didn't survive and they had them doing hard labor. Um, digging. I don't know exactly what, but it was with shovels. When they got back from the day of labor, back to the camp, the guards accused them of stealing a shovel. There was a shovel missing. And they lined all these guys up, and they started demanding that they, the whoever stole the shovel admit to it and return it, or they were going to start executing prisoners one by one. The guard goes up to the first prisoner and puts the gun to his head. And this guy steps forward, and all he said was, I did it. And proceeded to let them beat him to death in front of everyone. Right after they did that, they discovered that they just miscounted. There was no shovel missing. And he knew it. Well, he knew that he didn't take it, at least. He had no way of knowing that, that it wasn't stolen, but he didn't take it. He stepped forward, and he admitted to something that he didn't do. And he took the full brunt of the penalty upon of that upon himself so that his fellow prisoners wouldn't die. That is exactly what Jesus does for us. He, we, the difference is that we stole the shuffle. Right. Nobody miscounted. God didn't miscount shovels. We stole it. He's the only one who didn't. And yet he's the only one that stepped forward and said, I did it. Kill me. Lay the penalty on me. Let them go. That's what he does for us. And he expects us to at least have some measure of forgiveness for the people around us. It's the absolute bare minimum least that we can do. Given everything that he has done and is doing for us, the bare minimum we can do is be moderately forgiving to the people around us that have done exponentially less against us than we have done against God. The reality is our sin against God is I don't care who you are. I don't care how minimal you think your sin is. What you have done against God is far worse than anything anyone has done against you. That's just the cold, hard reality of it. And we've got to be willing to give what we get from him. That's my final thought. And but including forgiving ourselves. That's my final thought. Now I'm done. For real. I think. I think I'm done. For real this time? I'm Possibly. Done. Give me a hang. But Allegedly. Yeah, I'm done. I'm really done. Um, yeah. Wait a minute. No, I'm, just, I, I'm done. I agree with Carl. I'm really done. You are done. <laughs> <laughs> Last episode. No, I think he was just talking to mute. I think for me, is that's the big thing. The hardest thing for me personally is forgiving myself for stuff. I can easily forgive others. Some may be easier to forgive than others, right? I put them in, in this little category, but I'm all categories. And like, I got to point back to me. And if I put it in the perspective of he's factored in my stupidity already. He's forgiven me from the worst possible thing that I can do. That's the least I can do for myself and for others. Bob, would you pray us out? Sure.
Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Father, we just uh, we just thank you for the forgiveness you give us each and every day. Father, we know that uh, you post them signs, tell us not to fish. But yet, we fish. Yet we pull all that past stuff up. Yet we can't forgive ourselves. And all we got to do, Father, is just look to you. Allow you to forgive us. Allow you to help us through that. I just pray, Father, that uh, we can all come to that realization that all we got to do is just be in a personal relationship with you. Just allow you to work through us. Father, just give give us your mind. Give us your heart. Allow us to be able to forgive others. Allow us to Honestly, just allow us to be able to forgive ourselves for the stupid stuff that we do. I just pray that we can just put self out of the way. And Father, just uh, just put him on a shelf somewhere and just allow him to stay gone. Because Father, we know that once you put self in there, that's where, that's where all the trouble begins. But Father, we thank you. We thank you for your son. I thank you for what he done for me on the cross. Father, we thank you for that ultimate forgiveness that you give us right there. And, Father, I give you the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And join us on our Facebook group, Broken Record Ministries, if you haven't. Um, If you have questions for us or you would like for us to dive deep into a topic, you can email us at brokenrecordministries at gmail.com. Thank you, Jesus. And until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side. Rip Breakfast, Nikki Gracious. First off, Lord, thank you for my life. I thank you for my sin that you put out of your sight. Never thought that that could happen, Father God, I'm so ashamed. Memories of what I did always rushing through my brain. It's hard to wrap my mind around how you could just forgive. Can't comprehend the fact that you would even let me live. You know all of the secrets I keep hidden in the dark. All the evil desires that keep on lurking in my heart. Lord, take it from me cause I hate it that I'm ugly It's hard to talk to people cause I know that they would judge me They probably say I need to be locked up inside a cell He's sick inside his head and he ain't never gonna get well They say that I should die and that would probably be the truth He ain't fit for society, his confession is the proof So I keep it to myself cause I'm scared of what they'll say I reveal myself to you cause I know you gon' make a way This I pray, this I pray If it's one thing you gon' do is make a way that you lead me to a home where I can stay That you hear me when I come to you with tears And share the pain with you I face throughout the years This I pray, I ask you to kill me and then you did You had to kill me so I could live This I pray, everything you show to me I will remember And that you love me even though I'm still a sinner These voices in my head, you hear them too They persecuting me and they persecuting you was diagnosed a paranoid schizophrenic Tried taking the medicine, now I'm doing it organic Ain't completely recovered, but God, I'm trusting in your plan You showed me your light and I put my life inside your hands People think I'm crazy when I tell them what I've seen Not the visions of the trances, ain't talking about the dreams I'm talking about the watchers, Lord, I seen them with my eyes The way you showed me, they was connected to my mind 
enlighten me Father, I know you showed me for a reason I picked up on a pattern, seen the signs of the season And now I'm scared to death of all the souls of my people Let them think that I'm crazy The way you rescued them from evil You handed me the keys and said drive while you can I hope I don't crash, give me the strength to be a man This I pray, this I pray If it's one thing you gon' do is make a way That you lead me to a home where I can stay That you hear me when I come to you with tears and share the pain with you I face throughout the years This I pray, I asked you to kill me and then you did You had to kill me so I could live This I pray, everything you show to me I will remember And that you love me even though I'm still a sinner I pray you reunite me with my son And my daughters don't hate me for everything that I've done Protect them from evil, Jesus I'm begging you for this Let me tell them I'm sorry for everything that I missed Show them you can Miracles, how you heal the broken vessel Let them call out to you and help them fight against the devil I pray for my mama, she finally gave her heart to you Now I pray that my daddy gon' do the same thing too My sister's still struggling, God I hope you intervene Protect my grams and show them all you still the king I pray for all my friends who struggle with drug addiction Help Latami and Kelly, father you know I really miss them Bless Jimmy Graham for all the prayers on my behalf Help Robert with driving, God I can't wait to see him laugh And finally Lord, I pray you help my stinking baby I thank you for making me a special kind of crazy This I pray, this I pray If it's one thing you gon' do is make a way That you lead me to a home where I can stay That you hear me when I come to you in tears And share the pain with you I face throughout the years This I pray, I ask you to kill me and then you did You had to kill me so I could live This I pray, everything you show to me I will